The last time an American bank collapsed, it nearly took the financial system with it. So it's understandable that the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank, which provided finance to US and international tech startups, has sent shutters through the banking sector. RM Breakfast, Tim Skelton, joins me in the studio. Good morning, Tim. What went wrong at Silicon Valley Bank? Good morning, PK. So for the last 40 decades, Silicon uh, Silicon Valley Bank has been the go-to bank for tech startups, first in the US and then internationally. Now, over time, it's grown into a $200 billion plus institution. Like most banks, Silicon Valley Bank held a fraction of its deposits and invested the rest, and they invested a lot of that money in bonds. Now, when interest rates go up, the value of old bonds falls because the interest rates that's paid on new bonds issued when rates are higher is more than you get for the older bonds that were issued with the lower interest rate. So, Times are tough for the tech sector and startups in particular because higher interest rates have meant that access to cheap capital, which they depend on, has been harder to come by. We've seen a lot of layoffs. Over the last few weeks, we saw another private bank that serviced um, a lot of crypto firms, Silvergate, start to wind up its activities. And that sent jitters through the system. So Silicon Valley Bank customers started trying to get their money out. The bank sold a whole lot of its bonds to cover that, but the drop in the value of those bonds left it with a $1.8 billion hole. When they announced that, everyone panicked and there was a run on the bank. I spoke to Yeshia Dava, professor of law at Vanderbilt Law School. Silicon Valley Bank was extremely unique, arguably, um, in having 96% of its deposits essentially being uninsured. Um, this is because it was the home for startups. The startups tend to need a lot of cash. They go through cash really, really quickly. Um, and so obviously this has meant that many of the folks that were banking with Silicon Valley Bank had you know, money far in excess of the $250,000 per account that the FDIC, the Federal, um, the, the federal Deposit um, Insurance Commission, um, insures. Um, so arguably, Silicon Valley Bank was unique. Um, for example, Bank of America has around 38% only of its deposits that are uh, that are uninsured. So you can see that those deposits are, um, you know, that figure is much smaller, which means that the number of people rushing to get their money out in the case of Bank of America, for example, would be much smaller. Um, at the same time, you know, we've seen a number of different regional banks, as you noted, their share price start to fall. Um, and this is a reflection of the fact that no one really knows how safe banks really are. Banks suffer from this problem that they all tend to fail together. There is a huge contagion issue um, that arises in the case of bank um, you know, crises, which has meant that this, this sector is particularly prone to systemic risk. Um, you know, banks are complicated institutions. They invest in um, bonds, which are very hard to value. They invest in loans, obviously, which are very hard to value. And so that means that the average public person doesn't really know exactly what is happening in a bank. So it means that they look at signals that are happening at other banks, Silicon Valley Bank, Silvergate, whatever, and they impute those same problems across the board. Yesha Yadav, a professor of law at Vanderbilt Law School. U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen says depositors should get most of their money back eventually, but she's ruled out a bailout. Is that going to be enough to maintain confidence in the sector, Tim? Uh, 
Well, this is the big question now, PK. Now, look, just to be clear, we are not talking about systemic risk to major US banks. This isn't going to bring the system down, but there are concerns around these smaller banks. What the regulator is hoping to do now is find a buyer over the next couple of days, but obviously there are challenges here. Silicon Valley Bank offered very specific services to a sector that's dependent on cheap capital for growth, which means higher interest rates have really hit it hard. Here's Yesha Yadav again. The FDIC, the regulator that's coming to, to oversee the, the insolvency of Silicon Valley Bank, has moved all of the insured deposits out of the bank already. So these insured deposits have been moved into a different bank already. And so what this means is that any prospective buyer is going to have to buy essentially uninsured deposits. And so that is, you know, that's another factor that can make it harder for an incoming buyer to have, you know, the the wherewithal to produce the capital, to look at the risk, and then to buy these, uh, to buy a bank, which is essentially one housing, very complex loans to startups, as well as very high uninsured deposit levels. So, you know, that is something that makes it harder. And this is why, you know, there's a huge concern within the startup community as to what, you know, what the solution is going to be here to keep them going. Um, Larry Summers, for example, the famous um, economist and former Treasury Secretary, he noted that this is a potential existential risk for the innovation, um, you know, the innovation sector within Silicon Valley um, and, and the U.S. more broadly. But the repercussions go far Far more, far, are far more global. Um, so, for example, there's concern in China where Silicon Valley Bank has a joint venture, whether it can continue uh, to operate. Concerns in Europe, um, for example, in the case of the UK, the UK setting up a specific facility potentially to provide cash flow bridge financing to companies that are affected by Silicon Valley Bank's failure. So, you know, this is actually a hit on a global scale for the tech sector. And that's Yeshia Dava, Professor of Law at Vanderbilt Law School. PK, Treasurer Jim Chalmers says he's closely monitoring any local fallout from the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank. Right now, the initial advice is that the fallout for Australia's broader financial system is unlikely to be significant, but there is a lot more to come on this story, PK. There certainly is. Thank you, Tim. Tim Skelton there. You're listening to ABC RM Breakfast. Stream any ABC radio station live and on the go. Discover new podcasts, music and audiobooks, all free on the ABC Listen app.